Matthew 25, 14 through 25. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Thank you, Father, Lord God. Matthew 25, 14 through 25, and it reads, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who calleth his own servants and deliver unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them five uh, other five talents. And likewise he that had received two, he also gained other two but he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his lord's money after a long time the lord thine god or the lord servant come and reckon with him and so he had that he had received five talents came and brought other five talents saying lord thou deliverest unto me five talents behold i have gained besides them five talent more his Lord said unto him, Well done, thine good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thine Lord. And he also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thine delivered unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents besides them. And the Lord said unto him, Well done good and faithful servant thou has been faithful over a few things i will make thee ruler over many things enter thou into the joy of the lord then he which had received one talent came and said lord i knew thee that thou art a hard man reaping where thou has not sown and gathering where thou has not strong and i was afraid and went and hid thine talent in the earth lo there thou has that is thine saints this morning message is god is expecting amen god is expecting amen you may be seated amen when you look at this story you see that the one that was given five gave back five the one that was given two gave back two amen but the one who was given one was scared, amen. God had given him something and he did absolutely nothing with it, amen. Now the parable of the talent is that every person must be diligent and faithful with whatever God has given him or her in this life, amen. Father God has given each of us something, amen. Some are given more than other father has has given and he has entrusted us to do right with what he has given us. Amen. I just want to say this. There are many that have and have not used. There are many that are given and have not done what God has told them to do. Amen. It said when the man returned, he judged between the faithful servant and the unfaithful. 
and he rewarded or punished them according to what they had done. We know who this man is. We know who this man is. And we know that this man will return, and we know this is Jesus, amen? So I want to ask the question today. What did we do with what God has given us, amen? And when you look in Matthew 28, 19, it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, amen? God has given us something, amen? In John 14, 12, it tells us this. This is what Jesus said. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall do also, and greater works than this shall ye do, because I go unto my Father. There are people holding on to gifts, talents, and purposes that God has given, and you just don't know what you have. Amen. The Bible teaches that Christ will judge every person by their works according to the law of God. Amen. Jesus uses parable of the talent to help us understand our calling. Amen. I'll use myself as an example. Amen. Because I tell you guys this many, many, many years ago. I was called to do something and I didn't do it. And many times I was prophesied over to do something. Amen. But as you hear so many say, I ran from the Lord because I didn't want to do it. Amen. See, there's no one in here that can say I don't have a talent. I don't have a purpose. I don't have a calling. Because anything that God has created has a purpose. Amen. God didn't create anything without a purpose. Amen. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, you wonder why in the summertime you got to deal with mosquitoes. There's a purpose. You wonder in the summertime why you got to deal with flies. There's a purpose. Everything that God created has a purpose. Everything has a purpose, amen? We as believers, our responsibility is to use what God has given us to bring him glory and honor, Amen. To bring him glory and honor, amen. In everything we do, many of us will ask this question. Lord, I don't have a purpose. I don't have a calling. I don't have a talent. But who are you asking that question to? Are you asking that question to somebody else? Or are you asking God, what is my purpose? What is my calling? What is my talent? Amen. But all you have to do, the Bible tells us, to ask and you shall receive. You want an answer, you will receive an answer. Amen? But you know what? Again, is this. Many don't want to ask that question because they don't want to hear the answer. Amen? Because once God reveals what it is that he asked for you to do, what are you going to do? Amen? I had a man prophesy over me about 10, 15 years ago, and he said, you will be over, and I didn't understand this. He said, you will be over a ministry. You will be over a children's ministry, and I didn't understand what he was meaning by that. And at the time, I didn't want to hear it, amen? Because with that comes responsibility. It becomes commitment. It becomes dedication. Oh, you might be talking to somebody else. You might be talking to the person behind me. You ain't talking to me about that. 
But see, the problem is, saying God has spoken to each and every one of us and told us, when you hear something that you don't want to hear, what do you do? Put your hands over your ear, turn your back, walk off, and tell, that's not for me, that's for somebody. No, he's talking to somebody else. But look, saints, God makes no mistakes. He was talking to you. Amen? He was talking to you because, again, God does not create anything without a purpose. Amen? In Proverbs 16 and 4, it says this, and I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translation. It says, the Lord has made everything for his own purpose. Anything that God has created, there is something to come out of it. Amen. The Lord has prepared everything for a purpose. Amen. And I thought my purpose was just going to church, singing in the choir, singing praise and worship, running the cameras and doing this and that. And I thought that was it. I'm like, what more can you give me? But when you read this and it says to one, he gave five talents. Meaning that just because you're doing one thing don't mean that that's it. It says the several ability, amen? That means that there's other things you can be doing, amen? My, when my wife first came to my church, she saw me, and I had other friends that came there, and they saw what I was doing. And I had one friend saying, how many hats do you wear in the church? Because I was in the choir, praise and worship, I was running a camera, I was an usher, and I was doing all this stuff, amen? So don't say, I have one job to do, amen? And you hear that all the time. You got one job to do, and you can't even do that. But God has given us many things to do, amen? He's given us many things to do. As good stewards, we are a blessing to others, and the value of what we do is multiply. So when you get good at one thing, guess what's going to happen? <laughs> God's going to elevate you and move you somewhere else, amen? I don't want that. I want to just do just this, and that's enough, and, I, and I'm good. But God has called us to do more than just the one thing that we enjoy doing, amen? We are accountable to the Lord for the use of his resources, amen? You're not doing this in your own might, power, and strength. He has given you what you need to do what he's called you to do, amen? It shows in the gift of giving Father God gave first. We have the most valuable gift of all Father God's precious gift to all mankind. The gift that gave and continues to give. How many of y'all still have a gift that's given? Like Christ Jesus. Nobody. Amen. Nobody. The first and greatest and precious gift given was by Father God. And that was the giving of his son. Amen. This gift is for us to share with others through our words and actions. The parable of the talent is this. God has called each and every one of us. You don't want to hear that. God has a purpose for each and every one of that. Many don't want to hear that. God has a calling for so many, but we don't want to hear that. Amen. When you faithful and doing what God has called you to do, he's going to increase and he's going to multiply things. Amen. 
I used to see this where one is elevated and more responsibility is given and given and given. And when you look at that, you say, I don't want to have nothing to do with that. That is too much. How much more can he take? But if Father God has called you to do it, believe me, he's going to equip you to complete that which he's called you to do. Amen. God is expecting us to grow in the word and to sow in his word for his kingdom. Amen. It's not just to sit and receive the word and go on. But God has a purpose and God is expecting doesn't expect us to be perfect however he does expect us to become mature and fulfill his law of love we are to work towards being like his only begotten son and we can't do that without his help amen so that means that everything that we do and it's not in again our own might and strength amen God's going to give us what we need to complete what he's called us to do and when God calls us to do something he's going to give you everything that you need you don't have to ask, well, Lord, what am I going to do now? I don't have what I need. If I called you, I'm going to give you what you need to complete what I've called you to do. Amen. God is expecting us to love him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to be his holy people. Holy people continue to do the work of the Lord. Amen. When is this going to end? This is just too much for me. I can't take no more of this. But God has given you the strength to do it. Amen. But it's other things in the world that we see that come and try to distract us or pull us away from what God has called us to do. Amen. God shaped us for the purpose and he's expecting us to make the most of what he has given us. Amen. When God gives you something, what do you do? Do you just hold on to it? I'm going to use this as an example. And a lot of you should know this and understand this. When you go to a stockbroker and you give them money, what are you expecting? A return? Now, if you give a stockbroker your money and he just holds on to it, what's the purpose? And it's the same thing with God. God has given each of us something, and he's expecting something in return. Amen. He is expecting something in return. Your money, you're expecting an increase. Amen. The key is not so much to focus on what we have, but what to do with what we've been given. Amen. Don't focus on what God has given you, because when we do that, we're not doing anything with it. Amen. We're so focused on what we have, we're not doing anything with it. This parable doesn't talk about them going out and showing everybody what they had. This is what I have. That's not what God called you to do. He didn't call you to show everybody everything that you have. He wants you to use what he's given you. Amen? We know what we have. And if you don't know, ask. That's it. Just ask the question, Lord, what would you have me? That's another one that people don't want to (laughs) say. You know, because the thing is this, when you say that, you know the Lord's going to respond to you. Oh, I got plenty of work for you. I I I told you guys, I had a buddy that said this to his father. His father was a farmer. 
got up every day at 3 o'clock in the morning, took care of the horses, did the field and all this and that. And his son had the nerve to say, I'm bored. After he said that, he said, never again will I say that to my father. Because after that, he learned the work that it came with. And it was endless. Amen. So be careful what you ask for. Lord, what would you have me to do? With a sincere heart, how many people are going to ask that question to Father God? Because the thing is, is when you ask that question, there will be a response. <laughs> and God's expecting a work. Amen. God has given each and every one of us an able body to do what he's calling us to do. I'm hurting right now. Well, the Lord going to take care of that pain. I'm going through right now, but the Father's going to see you through it. I'm tired. He's going to give you the strength. Ask and you shall receive. Amen. Using our talent for God can help us find purposeful work and share God's love with others. Amen. Whatever God has put in our hands, use it. Amen. Put a hammer in my hand. You know what you're going to get? A couple of nails banged in and this and that. Put a hammer in this man's hand over here, you're going to get a whole house built, a whole deck built. Amen. See, many people know how to use the gift that God has given them. Others try it, but others try to do things that God has not called them to do. Amen. Father God will never give us anything that's useless. What he gives us, there is a purpose for it. Do you ask the question when you get something, Lord, now what am I to do with this? Because I don't know. And again, God, if he gives it to you, he's going to show you what needs to be done. And he's going to show you how to do it, when to do it, and where to do it. Amen? You ever get something and you say, Lord, I think you gave this to the wrong person because I'm not the one. Moses. I, I, I can't. I can't. That's the first thing we want to say is I can't. Amen? That should never be a word that comes out of our mouth unless we're saying it for a reason that glorifies God. Amen? I can't sin against him. Amen? God gives to his people us strength, skills, and the ability to accomplish that which he's given us. Amen? Pastor, I put a and, 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 you know, anything that comes up in the house and I got to fix something, first person I think about is I had to put a garbage disposal in. And I said, I'm not going to bother him. I'm not going to bother him. I'm trying to do this myself. But you know what? God put it in my hands. God put it in my hands. And I was able to do it. Amen. I needed to put a keyless lock on the, on the house. First person I thought about, you think I'm, I'm, I'm serious. When anything comes to, I need this fixed, I need this, I need that. If I can't do it, I will ask them the questions. But like I said, many times, hey, if I go get the part, can you, uh, can you uh, do this? Many times we got to stop and try to do it ourselves because if God has given it to you, it's for you to do, not for nobody else, amen? It's for you to do. 
Pastor, I can't say this. I was able to do that, so I gave myself a pat on the back after I finished that. <laughs> but the thing is, I never called Elder to come over and approach because I didn't want him to look and say, you should have did this and this and this and this. I didn't do that. Amen? So look, the garbage disposal runs the wrong way, but it's fine. It does what it needs to do, so I'm good with that. <laughs> Amen. But we are to work, to perform, to develop, to change, to choose, and to overcome until the day of the Lord's return. Amen? When he comes back, is this what we want to do? Lord, what, what did you do for me? Lord, I sat in this chair for you faithfully. I made sure these legs didn't move. I made sure this comfortable was warm. I did what you needed me to do. God has not called us for that. He has not called us. Just Is there anybody in the Bible that you hear that he said, hey, I just want you to sit here. That's it. Just sit. Because I can tell you this, many people would love to have a job like that. Just sit here. Or to just sleep. Amen. But God has called each of us to do something, amen, for the kingdom, amen. Now, when you look at this parable, the first two servants doubled their talents using our gifts and ability will result in the gaining of more gifts and ability. Lord, just give me this one. I'll do this. And then we'll talk about if I want to do something else. There is no negotiation with God. Because when he calls you, he needs you to do something. Amen. Well, Lord, I can only do this much. I can only. All things are possible. All things are possible. Amen. In Matthew 25 and 21, it says this. It says, his Lord saying unto him, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thou has been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the kingdom. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. How many of us want to hear that? How many of us want to hear that? Pastors say we want to hear that, and we don't want to be well done. Amen? We have a way of shaping our expectations. The responsibility is on us if our expectation fails to become reality. Sometimes in our expectation, we're not expecting much. Amen. We're not expecting much. But Micah 6, 8 tells us this. It says, he has shown thee, O man, what is good and what doeth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thine God so we can never say Lord you didn't show me what it is that I needed to do we can never say that what God expects of us he's expecting us to live for him just as he lived for us so everything that Jesus went through he did that just for us so we can't say that we don't know how to do something because he sent his son to do it before we did it. Amen? So you can never say, well, Jesus never experienced what I went. He went through it all. Jesus don't know what I'm, he went through it all. Jesus don't know what I'm going through right now. He did it all for you, amen, and me. That's what God is expecting, amen. 
When Israel gathered across the Jordan River from the promised land, Moses put a question to the people. He asked them this. Turn to me with uh, Deuteronomy 10, 12, and 13. Amen. Moses put this question out to the people. And it says, now Israel, what do God require thee but to fear the Lord, thine God, to walk in all his ways and to love him and to serve the Lord, thine God, with all thine heart, with all thine soul, to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command thee this day for thine good. Amen. Don't you know that when you walk in the Lord's commandments, you doing what he's called you to do? But let me say this, along the way, there's going to be some things he's going to want you to do, amen? But Lord, I'm walking the path that you've called me to walk. Now you want me to do something else. See, when he sees that you can be faithful and obedient to his word, guess what? There's going to be some things that you're going to have to do, amen? His faithfulness towards his people with an expectation of reverence, love, and obedience. Fear him with reverence and awe. We are to live and behave in the way that pleases him. Amen? Not man, but him. God is expecting us to walk humbly and walk in obedience to him. Amen? That's what he's expecting. Amen? It says, God requires our love. Jesus said, love the Lord thine God with all thine heart, with all thine soul, and with all thine mind. I wouldn't know how to love my wife if it wasn't for Christ. Amen? I wouldn't know what love is without Christ. Amen? If I don't love him, how can I love her? If I don't love him, how can I love my children? If I don't know him, how can I love the saints? Amen. His expectations for us are far beyond what we have for ourselves. Amen. What do you expect of yourself? Is it minimum? Is it just enough to make you happy? Amen. See, many people don't understand this. God has already seen our end, and he knows our end. But he wants us to get to a point to where we can see that too. Amen? Where you are right now, there's more to come. Amen? Some people are happy where they are. This is all I need. I'm happy. I'm good. I'm good. But God says, there's greater things to come. I have more for you. He expects us to succeed. He tells us, when you obey my commandments, I will bless you. If you could uh, obey my commandments. When you obey his commandments. See, that's another word, another little small word we want to throw in there, if. If, Lord, if I do this. No, it should be, Lord, when I do this. Amen? 
Let's go to Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 9. And I want to read this, amen. I want y'all to see that God is expecting something in return, amen. He didn't just put us here to, to do this and do that. He's called us to do something, amen. Young or old, he's called us to do something. That's Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 9, amen. And it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thine God to observe and to do all his commandments which I commanded thee this day, that the Lord thine God will set thee on high above nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. If somebody told me that, if you follow the Lord, all these blessings will overtake you. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thine God, blessed shall thou be in the city, blessed shall thou be in the field, blessed shall thou be the fruit of thine body and the fruit of thine ground, and the fruit of thine cattle, the increase of thine kin, and the flocks of thine sheep. Blessed shall be the basket in thine house, in thine store. Blessed shall thou be when thou shalt cometh in, and blessed shall thou be when thou go out. Amen. So that means when I go out and come in, everything that I have is a blessing. Just blessing after blessing. Just overpour it with blessing. The Lord shall cause thine enemy that rise up against thee to be smitten before thine face. They shall come out against thee one way and shall flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessings upon thee in thine storehouse and in all. Thou shall set thine hand upon on unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which thine Lord God giveth thee. Nine says the Lord shall establish thee a holy people unto himself, as he has sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his way. See, many times when we walk in our own way, I walked in that way. And this is how my walk was. My walk was like this because I didn't know where I was going. Amen. His expectation is that we live according to his will and experience his blessings. Amen. God knows our potential. We don't. He sees the best in us and expects the best of us. Amen. That's what God's expecting. Amen. Think about it. What is it that God expects of his people? He wants us to be holy and obedient. God desires that all his children. This is something that is important for the body of Christ. Amen obedience, faithfulness, dedication. This is what God's expecting, amen. I want to close with this, amen. God expects us to sow seed of kindness and compassion and to show gratitude and thanksgiving. God expects us to live a life that is centered on him that we may be a reflection of his love and grace to the world around us. When people see you, they need to see God. And they need to see the love of God in you. Amen. God trusts us to do the impossibles for the development and growth of self. Amen. 
it's going to be some things that you're going to have to do for the development and growth in Christ Jesus. Amen. He has given us the tools to do it. If we are willing, God gives us his word to teach us what to do and the Holy Spirit to give us the strength to carry it out. Amen. I can't do this. You're right. You can't do this. But in him, you can do these things. Amen. I want to just share this quick story real quick. Me and my wife recently went to Texas for a wedding, had a good time. As we were coming home, we were in the car talking, and Nia and Nadi were at home. They stayed home for the weekend, and that was... <sighs> I ain't even going to get in that, but... It was nonstop calling. She took this. She did this. She did this. She did. That's fine. But the thing is, as we're going home and this and that, me and my wife was talking, and we was just saying, you know what? It would be awesome if we went home and the house was cleaned up, wouldn't it? That'd be great. That would be awesome. And my wife looked at me and she said, mm, you know, sometimes you got to tell the kids what to do. And I said, but there's been times where they've actually done it, and we didn't have to, you know, say anything. So as we're walking up to the door, guess what we hear? A vacuum cleaner going. A Swiffer going. A smell of pine saw. And we walk in, and I'm just like, I, we just looked at each other. That was a blessing, you know? And like I said, I don't ask for much. But it'd be nice to just come home to a nice clean house where you can just sit back. But when I heard that vacuum clean, first of all, I thought somebody broke in the house and started cleaning the house up. But I looked and our daughters were cleaning the house up. That was a blessing. It's like they knew mom and dad coming home. We're going to take care of them. We're going to make sure they got everything. But with that being said, I want us to understand this. Jesus is expecting when, we, when he comes back that our house is in order and swept clean, amen. This is what he's expecting. And I'm not saying get ready. I'm saying be prepared. Be ready, amen. Be ready for his return, amen. Because we all want to hear that. And I love hearing my pastor say this. Well done, thine good and faithful servant. Those are the words that we want to hear, amen. Those are the words that we desire to hear. Those are the words that we press to hear. Amen. But we have to be obedient to what God has called us to do. Because in the end, saints, God is expecting of his children. Amen. With that being said, I turn it back over into the hands of our pastor. Amen. Amen.